Thank you for tuning in to Glossy's Beauty Podcast. I'm filling in as your host for this week's episode, Emma Sandler, Glossy's Senior Beauty Reporter. I'm here to introduce our special guest for today, Kristen Noel Crawley, founder of KNC Beauty. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yes, likewise. I realized this when we were speaking with each other earlier, because for those in our audience, they might not be aware, but we typically film via Zoom so that we can see each other when we're chatting. But I realized we should have been wearing some eye masks. I think that would have been a nice touch. Yes, it would have. Uh, I'm still in the process of moving, so everything is in boxes, but definitely next time. Yes, you moved to Chicago, right? (laughs) Yep. So are you going back and forth between Chicago and New York, or are you permanently in Chicago? Uh, I'm permanently in Chicago right now. I'm just trying to, um, you know, kind of get things unpacked and livable, so I don't plan on traveling um, for a while. I'm having a lot of fun, you know, at the house and starting this new life and, you know, decorating and all that. Well, nonetheless, thank you for joining us today. I think the best place to begin is to tell us a bit more about KNC Beauty for the listeners who are unfamiliar. Uh, Definitely. So KNC Beauty is a small business, uh, female founded, and uh, we launched about five years ago. Uh, We offer an array of products that focus on skin and lip care. Um, all natural products. And um, it's really just about having fun while taking care of your skin. So we've got really cute packaging and um, we've got eye mask in the shapes of stars. And then we've got a new eye mask coming out. That's an also really cute shape. And um, it's just really about, you know, self-care and um, having fun while doing that. You have to make it enjoyable at this point because, you know, it can get to be a lot. (laughs) Yes, you lead such a very busy life that I can certainly see that needing to be the case. Where did the concept for KNC Beauty come from? I had heard that you were on a trip in Japan when the idea first came to you. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, I was actually... Uh, on a brand trip with Dior and um, because I work with Dior Beauty sometimes and they brought me out to Tokyo and I had an off day so I just went um, went around you know shopping a little bit and I walked into Don Quixote which is kind of like the target um, of Japan but like a way way cooler Um, and they just had this awesome beauty section and I saw this product and it was a lip mask and this was, you know, maybe seven years ago at this time. And I really loved the idea of it because I'm from the Midwest and I always had really dry and cracked lips and nothing. I I tried so many lip balms, so many lip products, nothing would help. So I thought this was really cool. Um, I used it and I liked it. The only thing I didn't like was that there was probably 50 ingredients in this one little sachet. So um, when I got back to the States, I started looking for a, a more natural version and it didn't really exist. And so that's kind of how the initial idea came about was um, trying to find something in the marketplace um, and then realizing it wasn't there. And then kind of, you know, taking those steps to uh, fulfill that void. 
Absolutely. I think there's something very uncomfortable about the idea of having a lip mask so close to your mouth (laughs) with all sorts of ingredients that you could be inadvertently ingesting and, and you don't know what they are. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, so after that, you know, it took me a while. Uh, I had a lot of, you know, self-doubt and insecurities. Like, is this is this stupid? Or, you know, like, is are people going to like this? Um, but eventually I got over that. Um, I found a manufacturer. And it was actually the third manufacturer that I found that would agree to let me... Um, curate my own formula um a lot you know the other manufacturers just wanted me to white label which is like they make the product how they make it and you just kind of like put your put your name on it and I didn't want to do that um but I ended up finding a really great partner and they let me kind of do whatever I want and I started with about five to seven samples and you know, back then I didn't really have the means to have, you know, proper R&D. Um, so me and my friends tried them and they told me their thoughts. And um, and then, you know, it's kind of just the rest is, you know, it all fell into place in a way. And then we launched and then, you know, I wasn't expecting the success that I did have um, upon initial launch. And you know, so that was a little frenzied time. Um, and then, uh, you know, after that, we launched the Star Eye Mask, which is like the, which I'm very proud of because um, it's the first eye mask to ever have a custom shape. And um, so that was a huge hit. And then we did the lip scrub and the balms, and that kind of ties into the lip care which for me was like the reason why I started the brand because I had those dry and crusty lips. And, you know, ever since I launched my brand, I I haven't had any problems with my chapped lips. So I think it's definitely been a success. You had mentioned earlier on that you were in Japan as part of a Dior trip. Could you share with us your own professional and beauty background? Yeah. So um, I'm just a lover of skincare and all things beauty. I uh, many, many years ago, I would try a lot of different things and I would post about them on Instagram. And this was, you know, this is back when influencers weren't really a thing. Um, Instagram had kind of just started. So maybe 10 years ago, but I just, you know, I was posting what I liked. So it was fashion and it was beauty and it was skincare. And, um, a friend of mine had, mentioned that she wanted to introduce me to someone and that that friend of mine was Danielle Prescott and she actually introduced me to Julie Schott who who owns Starface now um but she uh she was the editor of l.com at the time and you know I met with her in New York and she said that she wanted to give me my own beauty column and it was just like, wow, you know? Um, so that was really cool. And for many years I did that. And in doing that, I was really able to kind of like build a community in the beauty and skincare world. Um, I was able to try so many products. I was able to, you know, experiment with treatments and facials. And, you know, I met so many people like Dr. Barbara Sturm. Like I was able to reach out to people and, you know, build relationships with them, interview them, try their products of of people that I really admired. Um, And, you know, that probably wouldn't have been possible without 
the L affiliation. So I'm very thankful for that and for Julie and for Danielle and, um, you know, just for like women supporting women. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that was kind of like my first kind of, you know, professional foray. And then I, you know, kind of built a name up in the, the skincare world and, and then eventually I launched my brand and it was very serendipitous because I already had that, um, that kind of like following and I was, I was known for skincare and, and things like that. So when I launched my brand, it was a, a natural kind of evolution. You had mentioned before with respect to the shooting star under the eye mask that it's kind of the first of its shape, uh, first of its design. Um, I think KNC Beauty is perhaps known very well for its selfie-friendly masks. And I wonder, did you design the products or the brand with this in mind? Oh, absolutely. Um you know, I've said this many times before, and we're we're still a small company. But you know, when I I started my company with fifteen thousand dollars, and um, that was really just enough to buy the product, buy some of the product. I had to like beg the manufacturer to um, let me do a smaller MOQ, and um, you know, pay for the outer packaging and get my website up and running. I really was working with very little. Um, so I knew that I needed the packaging to be appealing. Um, so in regards to like the lip mask, for example, like I, I started researching colors and, you know, the um, buying tendency of consumers and like what colors mean to them. So that's why I went with like the light pink. And then with the eye mask, um, I knew I had a really great product in regards to the formulation but I was nervous about it getting lost in, you know, the thousands of, of eye masks that were already out there. So um, I knew that I needed to make this eye mask stand out and be special. And so I really focused on the actual product rather than the packaging. Um, because, you know, with, with masks, you, you throw the packaging away, but like, I needed something on the face that was going to be impactful. Um, and I loved emojis. So I started looking through my emojis and saying like, oh, what, what could work for an under eye mask? Um, so I was just really set on not using the classic crescent shape. And I saw the shooting star and I was like, oh, this could work. And we went through quite a few iterations and um, about a year of trial and, and a lot of error, uh, we had the shape finally. And um, it, it actually ended up being like the best marketing because, you know, I couldn't afford to have a PR or pay people to post or anything like that. But with it being so unique and so cute and so effective, people wanted to post it. So that's the goal that I had, you know, set out to, to reach and it happened. So very happy about that. Yes. KNC Beauty has successfully turned itself into a quote unquote cool brand. And I know that there's also oh, a special <laughs> Bape collab. And I think that confirms the coolness of the brand. I'd love if you could tell us more about that collaboration and why you wanted to do it. Well, thank you so much. Um, I have been a longtime fan of Bape and, you know, Nego and, you know, just that whole movement. Um, 
So actually a young woman named Hillary, she worked for the BAPE US team. She doesn't work there anymore, but I still want to give her her props. She um, reached out to me and, you know, had the idea about the collaboration. And of course I was like, yes, like this is a dream come true. Um, the process was very uh, insightful in a way because I'd never done a collaboration. So I, I definitely learned a lot and I learned a lot about our capabilities. And, um, you know, it took about a year and a half because BAPE is very specific about their branding and, you know, what they're presenting. And so, excuse me. So, um, you know, many times I would come with what I got back from the factory and they said, no, this looks, this doesn't look right. This doesn't look right. And so I'd have to go back and, you know, there were some, definitely some frustrations, but in the end I was very happy that they were so um, particular because the collection looked really, really great. And it also pushed, you know, my partners and manufacturers to kind of like go that extra mile and, you know, step out of their comfort zone as well and as well as mine. But yeah, that collaboration was really a dream come true. We were only the second um, beauty brand after Mac to do a collab with Babe. And um, wow. yeah, so it was pretty major. And uh, I think just my personal affinity for Babe was was really like, um, it was really like a full circle moment. Yes, yeah, so the being able to have that authentic connection with a collaboration partner really does make the difference in the end. Mm -hmm. What were some of the things that you learned or key takeaways from that type of collaboration? Um, just that, uh, you know, a lot of ideas that you have in your head are very, very hard to execute. Um, I learned about, you know, reasonable timelines um, with like, for example, like my outer components, like my tubes and things like that, those are produced in China. So, you know, and then also there was a whole other added layer with um, COVID, with the COVID pandemic. It was just, it was just like the perfect storm. You know what I mean? Usually you can get a sample in three weeks, but it was taking three months. And, you know, I kind of just learned not to promise anything until I actually have you know, product in my hand. Um, and since that collaboration, I've actually had to decline other collaborations because I just, I know my bandwidth and my partner's bandwidth now. And um, sometimes it's just, you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> yes, it can be a lot, especially when you want to work intimately and well with a collaboration partner it takes a lot of energy and a, a lot of sort of emotional capacity too definitely and I think that we don't even factor that in I think we you know like I definitely I get excited about the possibility but then I'm not thinking about you know all of the work and the extra steps that you have to take um so it's definitely made me realize that like okay I'm only really going to collaborate with with brands that I really, really am invested and interested in because the process is just so tedious. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. You mentioned that COVID-19 also had a fair impact on that collaboration. 
And given that you referenced how KNC Beauty has a self-care component to it because of the face masks, I am curious, you know, how has COVID and our self-care obsession sort of informed or changed KNC Beauty? Um, you know, I was, I think we were all, you know, all of us that have our own businesses were, were scared about, you know, our future and how we were going to survive. And, you know, our people, like for me, example, um, you know, people are losing their jobs. They're, they're getting sick, you know, like, I don't think they're pressed about, you know, buying a mask or a lip balm or anything like that. But, um, I would say that sales definitely rose um, because people were at home and, um, you know, we had the, that very short lived kind of support black business uh, <laughs> movement. I think it was in June of 2020 and in a little bit in July. And that was like an amazing um, sales month for for KNC Beauty, and I, I know a lot of other like black owned brands. Um, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's kind of leveled out now. I think people are like back to work, and you know, um, unemployment is also at like a, a, a all time high, unfortunately. So you know, people have to put their priorities in line. And so, you know, self-care can, can come after that, you know, and that's, that's, that's definitely understandable. So I just try to um, not expect anything. And, you know, it's, it's, but it's been pretty steady. So I would love to also hear more about the KNC School of Beauty, which you notably partnered up with Revlon for. Tell me more about that. You know, what is it and what is its purpose? Um, so the KNC School of Beauty was actually a direct response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, I was sitting at home and watching everything that was happening and feeling very helpless. And so I had thought about, you know, what I can do to help my community and to contribute in a way to uplift um, Black females and Black female founders. And that was the idea that I came up with. And it was brought to life by um, my wonderful team, Rory and Jill from Sunnyside Up. And, you know, it was it's basically um, a mentorship program that is free and open to everyone. And um, Revlon, who I've had a, a long relationship with, we approached them about the idea and they were very excited about it. And um, so they, you know, offered their support. And um, I think, I believe the first, the first semester or the first session, they, um, they offered a $25,000 grant to, what was it, the, what was the NAACP, I think, uh -huh. yeah. And then we also offer a $10,000 business grant to, um, you know, a participant from every session. You just have to uh, submit your business plan. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, I've mentored quite a few women in the industry and it was just kind of like bringing that to a larger scale. And making sure that it was free and accessible to everyone. And then also, you know, making sure to share other successful women's stories 
And, um, you know, we, we usually have four different women speak per session. It's about 45 minutes long. So they tell their story and, you know, talk about their trials and tribulations. And then we do a Q&A. Um, but the, the main thing for me um, with the KNC School of Beauty, like what I love to talk about is all of the lows and the no's because we we have them so much, you know, like even still to this day, I get no's and declines and things like that. So I just always want to show these young women that it's not, you know, what you see on Instagram or what you read in an article is not necessarily everything that is, is going on, you know, like we all have to, um, kind of get scrappy and not take no for an answer and keep going. So, you know, that's the main thing that I always try to reiterate to these young women is that you just, you have to keep going. Right. It's sort of like what is said about social media. What someone is posting is not necessarily a natural reflection of reality. No, I think most people, including myself, we are posting our final cuts. You know, a lot of us aren't posting our bloopers or B-rolls or, or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, of course, we want to share and show our best side to the world. Um, but, you know, it's not realistic at times. You know, there's times where I go through depressive bouts or I'm, you know, having issues at, with my kids or, you know, family issues and or financial issues. And um, it's just, you know, some people don't feel comfortable sharing all of their business online and that's totally fine. But um, I think that we're moving towards an era of transparency. And I think that's just really important. Um, I had read that like, suicide and depression rates were up for young from for young like teenage girls like I, I can't remember the percentage but it was pretty impactful and I definitely think that you know social media and you know the highlights of the world are are contributing to that so I just always want to be like transparent and um let people know that everyone has bad days everyone has bad weeks months even years you know but like it's so important to know that you're not alone. What has your own experience been as a Black businesswoman? Did that or how did that directly inform School of Beauty and the approach that that has taken? You know, there's times where I I don't know if I'm not, you know, progressing like some of my peers because... Uh, because I'm black, you know, I don't know if that's the reason why, but you know, it's kind of always in the back of my mind. I don't want to have, you know, this, this negative attitude all the time, but it's definitely something that, um, women of color have to deal with and factor in, you know, um, I feel like earlier in my career, I may not have been taken as seriously. Um, you know, and it's kind of, it's, it's always been a little bit of a struggle because you are an outsider. And even now we're on our, we'll be doing our fifth school of beauty soon. And it's really difficult to find, um, black female founders. I, it, the list is just, it just keeps dwindling and dwindling, you know, of the pool to choose from. And so I think that really speaks volumes about how, 
rare um, it is in the industry to, to see that. And that's what I really wanted to change with the KNC School of Beauty is that, you know, like I want to see more of us. I want to, you know, black women and women of color contribute so much to the um, success of the beauty industry. Um, and I just, I really want to see more female founders in that space. Yes, it's wonderful work that you're doing. And it was nice to see that Revlon too had earlier come together with KNC Beauty to lend that larger support to what you're trying to achieve here. Oh, definitely. Um, they were super, um, super supportive and they got it. You know what I mean? And that's, that's rare for, I think, a corporation to get it. <laughs> Um, and, you know, also at that time, too, a lot of companies were making promises to the Black community, and I really feel like Revlon kind of, um, you know, that was one of the things that helped that helped them stick to the promises that they made, and so I'm very thankful um, for that partnership. My last question for you today is a broad one and perhaps a loaded one, but what is next for KNC Beauty? Can you give us a preview of what you're up to? Yes. Yeah, so um, I was just named co-host of ComplexCon this year. So that's super exciting. That's so Thank exciting. You. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we have that coming up. We're going to have a really fabulous booth. Um, it's going to be super, super cool. Um, we have a clothing collaboration coming up with a really amazing heritage American brand. Um, we have a new product launching, another eye mask, but it's a different ingredients and another really cool shape and color. Um, and then next year, I would I would love to expand um, my product line a little bit more. I've got a few more ideas, and then I'd love to keep building on the School of Beauty and. Hopefully one day I would really love to have an, an in-person um, session. Yes. Well, I would love to be there if and when that happens. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was such an immense pleasure to be able to speak with you and to be able to tell your story to our audience as well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast Tune in next week for another episode. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening.